Today on Erotic Awakening with Dan and Don, part two of our interview with erotic educator Lee Harrington. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Um, a few weeks ago on the podcast, if I remember correctly, we were uh, talking about sensual humiliation. And having a good time with it. We were indeed. Uh, it just so happens that uh, this week we'll be up in Dayton, Ohio, talking about sensual humiliation for a, uh, a local group up there. The Sterling Shadow Club, so out of Dayton, Ohio. Should be a lot of fun. And it's always neat to present to your uh, hometown, so to speak. We, we're not actually in Dayton, but we're pretty close to it. So when we present on topics up there, instead of um, Dan and Dawn, the presenters from Ohio are coming to visit. It's, hey, there's Dan and Dawn. I've seen her titties. <laughs> Probably a lot more. And pro- may well be a lot more. Uh, on today's show, though, we are uh, continuing our interview with Lee Harrington. Um, last week, Lee talked about the community and, and how people in the lifestyle bond and gang bangs and all this other neat stuff. This week, we're, Lee talks a little bit more about Lee. And um, I'm looking forward to sharing that with everyone. Um, Lee is just a fascinating person. And it was a great opportunity for us to be able to talk to Lee, get to know Lee a little bit better. And we're very appreciative that, that uh, Lee shared himself with us on the podcast. Um, so uh, we're going to get to know Lee a little better, and uh, as well as talking about questing for our dreams, the alchemy of MS, and, and a bunch of other neat stuff. No, it was a great conversation. We actually uh, forgot we were recording at one point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it just seemed to flow really well. It did indeed. We should probably mention, before we get to that, the uh, a couple of ways that you can get a hold of us at the show if you are so inclined. We have email at eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org. Or if you're at the uh, Blue Cat Services website, you can just click on the contact form. We also have voicemail at 206-309-0054. And we are also a member of FitLife, and we have a group out there called Erotic Awakening. And on Twitter, just look us up under Dan and Dawn. You know, I've been, been thinking about should we do the whole MySpace thing and the Facebook thing and the LinkedIn thing and all these other social media sites and... Um, no, that's just a little bit too much for us right now. Yeah, I think we've got plenty of ways to contact us or, you know, keep in touch with what we're doing. Absolutely. Hestotter, who's a shaman that I know out of Belgium, um, made a comment. We were talking about different the different callings and the different ways we find our faith, we find our spirituality. And that um, there is the the 
the path of rhythm through repeat and moving. We come to different ways of finding, you know, where that, where people dance ecstatically to the same moving rhythm, or we find it under the flogger, mm -hmm. right? Um, others of us find it through um, uh, asceticism, of through minimalism, or through keeping things back from ourselves. Through on the sexual side, chastity. On the revelatory, um, I mean, on the, the more classically spiritual side, through um, fasting and purging, mm -hmm. right? Sure. That some people come to things through, uh, some people come to, to these moments of, of, of faith and revelation through, I mean, there's a thousand of them, but one of those things that she brought, I mean, there's eight major ones, but that she brought, there's, there's tons of other ones too. And she said, there's also the way of the artist. And we're like, well, what do you mean by that, Alistair? And she said, well, there are some people who will create their work of life. They will keep striving towards that one thing, questing for that perfect high, questing for that first thing, questing to build their dream. And then one morning, they'll realize that the dream is complete. They have lived the dream, and they throw it all on the bonfire of their soul, or they give everything related to that away, and they move on to the next chapter. And there's a lot of, and the reason it's the, the way of the artist is because there's a lot of artists out there who, are, who have done the thing where they sculpt for 40 years until their hands have completed the work of a sculpture, and then they move on to being a writer, or they move from there into being a prophet, or they move from there into, and it's not just artists, but it's the idea that this thing you were questing for, you were being an artist with it. Um, uh, Carl Sagan, right? Perfecting and questing after the ways the universe and its and its interweavedness works, until one day he was done, and he moved on to the next chapter. He said everything he needed to say on that topic, and he moved on to the next part. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's another calling. It's another way we explore our lives, and part of that's listening to who you are inside. There are some of us that that are addicts, right? That we that we eat one bite of the chocolate cake and we have to have the whole cake or else our soul is not happy, mm -hmm. right? There are some of us who are samplers. Oh, I, I've had that cake already. Now I want that cake and that cake and that cake and that cake. And can, can I have some of yours? Oh, I haven't tried that one. And, mm -hmm. Oh, I, some of us are um, collectors, right? Well, I've had tiramisu here, but I know I love tiramisu and I'm going to have tiramisu from every single place on the planet. Right? These are the people who get the knick-knack shelves and, and are the people who, in the SM community, are the flogger collectors. Right. And I've had people who are like, oh, well, I don't get it. They have four floggers. Why do they need 17 more? Because they want every type. Right? And there are those of us out there who are, in our life exploration, who are uh, minimalists. Who are like, no, I'm happy just, I'm happy with the, the key lime pie from Mom's Cafe. And I don't really want anything other than the key lime pie from Mom's Cafe because I know it makes me happy and I'm good with that. And I've had people say, well, and, you know, taking it to the sex, backing it back to sex and back to eroticism, who will look at people who are, say, spankers and say, why don't you try other things? All you ever do is spanking. What's the point? They're the key lime pie people, right? They're the people who are so blissfully happy just getting spanked every Saturday night. And it's the best thing possible.
They're the people who have the latex, you know, to quote, you know, um, Barak and Sheba, right? They did a thing the other night talking about the fact that there are some of us who just stay at home and have our one latex outfit that we pull out from the bag from in our closet once a month and we put it on and we have sex in doggy style, <laughs> right? And then we take off our outfits and clean them and put, perfectly put them back. That's all we need. That's all the spice we need. Because some of us want to go to Thai food and have 17 types of weird flavors enter our mouth, and some of us are eating potatoes, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. But the part, that's, the, the part that I don't think is my part where I know I have judgment around and whatever is people who all they've had is meat and potatoes, or all they've ever had is Thai food, or all they've ever had is key lime pie, and they judge others or even judge themselves for thinking about the possibility of having something other than mom's key lime pie. Think, you know, who, who shun themselves or hate others for considering the possibility of going on a tiramisu tour. Right? And I think that's where a lot of hatred comes from is when you're stuck in whatever your mold is, that you're a collector and are frustrated at people who are meat and potatoes, where you are, uh, you know, a, a decadent pig, and then go, well, that person is only having lights off missionary style sex, and so therefore their sex isn't valid, and obviously they're not enlightened human beings. Right. They might be completely enlightened and just happen to like lights off missionary style sex because it feels good, because mm-hmm. they're connecting with their partner, because they're having a good time. I think there's a thousand different paths to the top of the mountain. And sometimes some of us are trailblazers and have to create their own path. And some of us are happy to take the bunny slope up. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So, eh, it is what it is. How do you feed yourself? How do I feed myself? Yeah, at this point, I mean, you've, you've been around the alternative community, the sacred sexuality, whatever communities. You know, yeah. for a while. Well, we've known you for years, so we've seen you in... in I've different... been part of the public SM community for a little over 13 years. Okay. Um, I've been playing with partners for 16 years total. I've been playing with myself with Kinky Sex um, since I was six. So, a few layers. A few layers. Mm-hmm. Um, but... My current incarnations of desire. That that I would rather have a three-hour-long impassioned conversation with somebody than a half-ass spanking. That I don't think I could stop loving the people in my life ever that I don't have exes that I hate. I've tried. I've really tried, but the reality is I've realized that if I loved them, and if I've, I, 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 or, you know, that if I've ever loved someone, I can't really, I can stop being in love with them, but I can't stop loving them. Even if they've hurt me, even if I've hurt them, because the reality is there's a piece of me forever in them. You know, there's a piece of me forever in them that that I really that I also know that right now I'm so focused on my work at times that I don't get my sexual needs met 
because as somebody who is on stage at events, it is hard for me and my brand, we'll call it that, mm -hmm. and my mm -hmm. brand, to get, you know, used in a room full of people. And not just that, that my brand has obfuscated people's perceptions of whether I'm approachable or not. Because I've had people that I'll come up to and flirt with, and they're like, uh, uh, but I, I'm new to this stuff, and this and that. I'm like, I'm not asking you to, to write me a dissertation on the inner <laughs> meanings of what single-tailing means to you. I'm asking if you'd like to fuck me. It's a yes-no question. Mm -hmm. Or a, discussion, a small discussion-based question. It's not... It's not anything else. You don't have to be an expert. What are you talking about? But there's this concept that, that I see over and over again that that when you are seen as an expert, you become unapproachable, which has mm -hmm. been hard for me, which has been hard for me. I mean, the great thing is it means that I end up building really front, you know, great friendships and whatever with people who are other experts, who are experts in their own field whether it's sexuality or writing or music or whatever, people who have that similar empathy. It's another side, right? The side that I feel I have become un unobtainable. Oh, you feel unobtainable. We connect. It's another side of our hundred-sided monster of, mm -hmm. of rolling madness, mm -hmm. of our dodecahedron of self. But um, I feed myself by feeling connected to people. And knowing that even if I'm not with them physically, that I, I carry physical objects to remind me of people. I love getting text messages from human beings saying, I'm thinking about you, I care about you. Handwritten notes that show up in my mailbox when I come home from a tour are so amazing. So amazing. Um, sometimes I get fed by generic pick up play with people who don't know who I am. It's one of the reasons that I occasionally will go to events and like the first, it only works for the first day usually, but where I show up and like, I, I, I go to classes and I'm like, and I'm not doing it to take the piss out of anybody. I'm not doing it as a joke, but I go pretending to be a beginner going in with beginner's eyes and I'll sit there with my hands on each side of my knees and I'll listen with the wide eyes. And people will come up to me because they're feeling newbie energy. And suddenly newbies are coming up to me because like attracts like, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's, it's, you know, Corinthians, iron attracts iron. And so we sharpen the blades of each other's soul or whatever that quote is, right? That, that sometimes I need that energy. And so I'll go and I'll put the generic ad out on Craigslist saying, hey, I'm looking for somebody who, who can tie me up and, and spank me. Because if I say, hey, I'm Lee Harrington and I'm looking for somebody to tie me up and spank me. Right. It gets really tricky. Sure. It gets really tricky because there's a label attached there and there's a perception attached there of what that means. That I stop becoming, is it, that I stop becoming me and I start becoming this icon. My friend Brent and I were talking about it. Brent, uh, fascinating, fascinating human being down in Arizona. And we were talking about this idea that there's different archetypes in, it might, this might not sound like it connects, but it does connect eventually, <laughs> that there are different archetypes of mastery and different archetypes of submission. Sure. Right? That mm -hmm. from submission, and he, we create, well, he created and that he and I are now working on, like maybe turning it into a book sometime down the road. But the idea that 
there is it is based off of the the um, the the, uh, the the concepts of the the, the states of, of matter, right? Okay. So there is um, solid, liquid, a uh, so, uh, solid, liquid, um, gaseous, and plasma. All right. So each layer, that level of, of what a, a solid, what an object, go, what a mat, piece of matter goes through. On on submission or on slavery, you have the object under the solid, okay. right? You then have the pet for the liquid. For gaseous, you have the student. And for plasma, you have the acolyte, right? They who are questing, right? On the dominant side, solid, you have owner. Then you have caretaker. Gaseous, you would have teacher. And then for plasma, you have guru, right? So it's a one-for-one -one element. And it's really funny because when you pair them up, object to... You know, object to owner, you have the classic idea of classic mastery slavery, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You pair up caretaker and and pet, and you have the idea of classic romantic dominance and submission. Teacher to student, you have old school, old guard leather. Mm -hmm. Guru to acolyte, and you have spiritual SM. I mean, it's SM, spiritual DS, right? And we realized that if a guru goes to its next level, they become the object. Oh, right? Nice. If we look at Buddha, right, if we look at Buddha, Buddha has gone from being the words and teachings of Buddha to being the object that you put on your thing to remind you of the objects and teachings of Buddha. It, it, you know, it ends up becoming, I mean, even, and, and when we look at actual spiritual teachers in this world, if they, if they, if they ascend, from that level while still on this plane, they have to be literally taken care of as if they were an object, right? They have to have somebody who is their, you know, their owner or their caretaker to make sure that they are functional. And so I think there's something that, that happens there with, with, with this idea that, that as, that, that as, as, teachers and as things like that, that, that sometimes I feel like I have gone from being a teacher to being a guru to, in people's eyes, becoming an object. Mm, that's how it connects. Yeah. That first I've started out, because I mean, I do. The reality is I, I, I have my fun classes, right? Like getting wet and messy or how do we do stuff with, uh, with rope, right? Mm -hmm. That's my work as a teacher. But I do have work I do as a guru. I talk about erotic authenticity and about finding and questing and trying to figure out what our true calling is and how do we shape and shift this entire planet so it's all on a higher vibration and how do we bring it, which is it's all Kool Aid, right? It's all it's it's all it's all the woo woo shit, and I love the woo woo shit. <laughs> I love the woo woo. Um, but I really think I have a calling as a guru. But the challenge that I have is that is that Lee Harrington is attached to this. And I find when people are going, oh, you're Lee Harrington. I've stopped being Lee the human being. Right. And I've become Lee Harrington the object. And there is objectification that is hot. <laughs> right? Absolutely. I love objectification. I love being used as a dirty, filthy hole or holes to use and beat and fuck and cast aside. Yeah, she's patting her chest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? That's hot stuff. 
I adore it. And I don't have nearly enough human beings in my planet. Like, actually, I have a couple of people, but they're all Australia. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting over that bitterness. Life goes on. Um, but uh, I shouldn't say that because that stops the universe from sending me more people. So, so universe, this is a post-it note. Um, I would appreciate more people who can treat me like the whore I am. Thank you very much. Signed, Lee. Okay. Um, <laughs> Contact information for Lee <laughs> later in the podcast. Um, but it's very, very interesting what you're saying. It's almost as if non-consensual objectification. Right. Know? And that's the key there. Non-consensual. I had a moment when I was playing with somebody that I thought I was connecting with human to human, right? Mm -hmm. Person to person, that we were having a really hot play. And in the middle of the play, they said, God, I can't believe I'm playing with the Lee Harrington. Mm -hmm. And I just blanked and went, what? Yeah. And I just froze. And like my whole gut just, I wanted to vomit. That I wasn't being sought after for me. I wasn't being sought after for my skills. I was being non-consensually used. Mm-hmm. And there's a degree of star fuckery that's fun. But I've, rea- I've realized that when you're talking, you talk, and the reason this all came up is you asked the question of what's feeding you, and I've realized that star fucking doesn't feed me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it's a quick fix. It's a shot in the arm. It's a nice stroke on the back. To me, it's like having another drink and going back to my days doing alcoholic stuff, mm. you know? I don't... I could I could easily drown myself on it. So easily. I could just go downstairs and be like, hey, I've got a bag of rope and I've got these things, want to play with me. My name's Lee Harrington. I've got... I'm not saying that out of a place of ego, but I know because of my reputation, I could do it. And but it takes it would... ethics not to. It also takes me saving my spirit. Mm-hmm. To me, if I did that, I'd be hitting the bottle again. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I cannot do that and come back to being a well-rounded individual. I can't. It would cut me out. It would cut me off from the world. It would shrivel up my spirit. And I could say I'm doing it for ethics and I'm doing it to make the world a better place. But the reality is I'm also doing it because it would kill me. It would be really great for the moments I lived in oblivion for the next three or four years. And then I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. And I can't, I can't do that again. I've done that before. I've done that with my, 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 you know, like my girly sex stuff with, before my gender transition. I, I've done that with my, you know, my drinking and my drugs in the past. I, I have fear that I will go down that road of the addict again. I've been the person who needs to, who eats one piece of pie and needs to have the entire pie. And three more, please. Right. I've been that person, and I, I have fear that I will become it again. And so sometimes it means I cut myself off too soon, and I think that's a problem, too. I think there, there's a part of me that has swung too far in the opposite direction, that has gone, well, I, I don't want to go there, so I'm not going to use this rod of power I have. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to go there, so I, you know, I don't want to go there, so I'm going to stop myself if I notice myself drinking more than three drinks more than once every two weeks. I go, okay, I, I can't do this. When the reality is a glass of wine with dinner every night isn't going to hurt me. But I stop myself early because of that fear. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be my next, that, that is my next level of personal awareness that I'm challenging myself around is what am I, what things am I, because my, my last lesson was why are you settling? Right, that was my last lesson. I think my next lesson is what things are you not doing out of fear? And that's the, I think that's the chapter I'm on right now. Very cool. One more question for you. All right. You're very passionate about 
your life and about what you're doing. It's why the website's Passion and Soul, right? Passion and Soul. So how do you, how are you expressing yourself? Other than obviously you're doing some teaching, right? We're doing writing. You, you mentioned something about doing some audio recording. Absolutely, uh, tons of stuff. I, and the reality is, I'm I am one of those people that is prolific, um, and I love being prolific. I, I hate it when it comes to the amount of sleep I get, but. I still love it. Um, right now, different projects I'm working on. I just spent the last week touring with S.J. Tucker, who's SkinnyWhiteChick.com, and uh, Catherine Valenti, who um, Catherine Valente is a um, science fiction and fantasy author who just wrote a book called Palimpsest, which is about a story, which is a fantasy story about a sexually transmitted story, a, a sexually transmitted city. Sexually transmitted. Sexually transmitted city, where by having sex with other people, you get transported to another land. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I cannot recommend the book enough. And her website is katherinemvalenti.com. Um, so I toured with them for a week doing aerial rope performances and doing, like, performance art stuff and spoken word things. So much fun. So much fun. So I've been getting back into doing more stage shows. I do um, fetish performances, rope performances. So there's the stage show side of things. Uh I've been having fun recently that I've been getting permission from different venues to do audio recordings of my classes. And so I've been doing this whole stuff with technology of bringing my my thoughts and my, my viewpoints and and these tidbits of, of the stuff that rattles around in my skull to, um, to the world with um, what I've been referring to as my audio classes um, so that people can go onto my website. And people who are stuck in Butte, Montana, and people who are, you know, out in the middle of nowhere in rural Arkansas, though I hear there's a pretty good scene in Little Rock. I haven't been to it yet. Um, but people who are stuck in, in rural Arkansas can go and download an hour and a half long class and listen to it on their iPod or put it on their computer and do it while they're checking their email and can get ideas in there. And to me, that, that kind of this using of technology, like doing these podcasts is so important for connecting people with ideas in a way that was never possible before, because a book I gotta carry around with me, and for people who are stay-at-home players, for people who do want to just explore their passions or thoughts, carrying a book around is great, but it's something that can get found. It's a problem for some people's lifestyles. Audio tracks are not. But for people who love books, I just finished editing my first anthology. I'm so excited about this. Um, for Nazca Plains Corporation, it's with the Power Exchange book series. I did a book called Rope, comma, Bondage, and Power. And I got 17 essays together from 19 authors from four countries. Um, with me editing it, editing the whole book, and uh, also doing the introduction and the acknowledgments and all the most of the, a lot of the layout and stuff like that. Um, and I'm so proud of that book. Like I've never gotten to edit my own anthology, and they originally asked me to do it as a book of like, hey, can you get eight authors together? And I, I kept on saying, can I make it bigger? Can I make it bigger? Uh, can I make it bigger? Because I realized I needed feminists. I needed lesbian viewpoints, I needed gay male viewpoints, I needed um, male heterosexual top, female heterosexual top, switches, self-players, bottoms perspectives. And so I have people talking about everything from how does class affect your rope bondage play? 
how does yin and yang energy and Chinese medicine affect rope bondage? How does your power dynamic with the type of rope you're using? So it's like all these different, I have somebody, um, a pair named Ariana Donhawk and uh, Ryan, who did an essay for me on rope bondage as it appear bondage as it appears in mythological contexts across cultures from mythology. Wow. So everything from Jesus Christ nailed to the cross and his personal struggle and the bondage of his own soul through to Prometheus chained to the rock, having his liver eaten out by, by um, eagles and everything in between. So amazing. So there's that stuff. Um, I've been obviously teaching across um, um, the United States recently and I'm doing, I'm going to be lecturing down in Mexico later this summer. So that should be fun. And uh, next year I'll be back touring outside of the United States. Um, actually, I'm, I'm doing, I shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm teaching in Canada. I should say lecturing outside the, the Americas. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm teaching up in Canada coming up in April and hopefully September as well. Uh, so I'm doing a lot of teaching. I've been writing a lot, which has been really fun. I'm right now working on writing a book on spirituality and SM. So I'm hoping that will turn into a manuscript in the next six months and from that turn into a book. But I've also been doing a lot of stuff on my blog, which is available from my website. And also been doing a lot. I've, I've, I've gotten hooked on Twitter, which is a drug. <laughs> it is it is totally addictive. Um, but Twitter, for people who don't know, is 140 characters or less. It's a text message that you can send in to update things. But unlike other people who I love and adore but who abuse Twitter um, <laughs> as a way to have conversations that everybody can see, um, I've been using Twitter to do things like give people ideas on fun sex toys or give people ideas on, you know, posts about upcoming events and at, at different places. And I'm trying to use it in a, in a fun and interesting way because, th again, I think technology is a fascinating thing to do. I've been doing a lot of stuff with my passion uh, by pursuing a lot more of my spiritual working. I'm going to be officiating a, a friend's wedding coming up in October, and end of October, beginning of November. I've been doing stuff as a... Uh, I've been lecturing at pagan conferences but also doing work as a shaman i've been helping people design coming of um coming of age and coming of of, of uh to another part of their life ceremonies so getting an opportunity to tap into people's evolution of spirit has been really amazing for for my own passions um so a lot of different things a lot of different things uh i, I think one of the i think i almost have an embarrassment of riches right now I, I wish I could, part of me wishes I could be two people so I could do everything that's available on my plate. And more than that, part of me wishes that I had a sponsor, that I could do all the things that are available out there. Because the reality is, if, if I had somebody who wanted to, to be a sponsor, I could stay at home and write all of this stuff out. And I could go to events and, and teach these things. But I am I'm having to, to work the crazy gigs that sometimes I don't, you know, I, I get to do the the classes that aren't necessarily the things I want to do that aren't the next chapter that I keep on having to be in the blue because it's blue period right. when I'm on to my next chapter because the blue period pays <laughs> the blue period puts money sure. in my pocket and you know what it's not that I don't love the blue period it's not like I don't love still love doing those specific ones but part of me wishes I had more time to talk about authenticity and to really get the message out there about listening to our own demons because if we don't if we don't feed our demons, they're going to consume us and spend some more time talking about the fact that that we as individuals have a plethora of directions we can go. And how do you choose the directions you're going to go? 
And part of me wishes I, I had the ability to spend even a week sitting on a mountaintop reflecting with a giant book and a whole bunch of pens so that the gods don't laugh at me when I reach for the only pen I brought with me up the mountain and it's dead, <laughs> right? Because we've all had those moments in life um, where we're like, yes, we're ready to go and oh, I have no gas in my car. Right? That would be so amazing. So, like, if I could find one thing as far as, like, a, a, you know, calling out to the universe of uh, two things. I already put the, the call out for hot ways to get used. But it, it would be to find some way to have, you know, sponsor a, cra sponsor a crazy artist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I long for, in many ways, I long for the world of, of the Renaissance where artists had sponsors and you know what yeah there, there are parts of that that relationship that suck right there are parts of the sugar daddy relationship that suck because you know what you gotta be michelangelo painting the fucking sistine chapel with dust falling in your eyeball hating your life for two years but then you get to go and spend your other waking hours doing anything else you want part of me would be pretty game for that arrangement mm -hmm. would be pretty game for that arrangement the other thing I'm looking for, a great world out there, um, is a manager. Yeah. Is a manager. Because I, I, for a while I thought I needed a personal assistant. And then I realized that's really not what I need. Because a personal assistant can't get the things out from between my ears and put them on paper. Um, but a manager would be really nice. Because then I could, you know, um, have somebody say, no, really, Lee? You can stop looking up inform. You know, you don't really need to be spending your time arranging your next gig. Right. I'll do that, and I'll take five percent of your income from it. Yep. Right. I'll do all of the arrangement and make all of your flights happen. And on top of that, I will also tell you, no, really, that book, that's a 2011 book. And I'll go, okay, because I have a list right now. I mean, it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm not. I literally have a list of 17 books I am working on. This is what's called stupid. <laughs> Overwhelming. Distracting. Yes, if you're working yeah. on 17 projects, you yes. can't get any of them done. Right. It's physically impossible. I have notes started for literal. I have notes or the opening two pages on seven different short stories. I have, you know, audio classes. I have 32 of them recorded. Some of them are repeats, right? But I, have, I literally have 30 or 32 recorded. Six of them are edited. Because I'll, I get distracted by shiny things. I'm like, okay, I'm editing, I'm editing, I'm working on this. And, oh, I could go, or, or the muse will call. And suddenly I'm painting in the other room. And I'm like, this is not helpful. <laughs> I, I, need, I, need a, I need a Lee Harrington cat wrangler. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the like two people that I've had you know, respond are either cats themselves and where they're like, oh, Lee, 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 shiny. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Love them, but, or um, are individuals who didn't quite get I was, what I was doing with this world mm -hmm. what, and what my, my message was. And they were like, oh, but this is a really high paying gig. And I'm like, great, but make sure that I have open time to do these other things. And it didn't work out in the right way. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, those are my three post notes to the universe is, is hot, rough, takedown sex. Um, Manager and uh, on a mountain. and supporting and yeah, it's sitting on a mountain. Fantastic. So, Tell me, what was the website again? My website is passionandsoul.com. I'll spell it out. 
And basically, if you type in the words passion and soul in one word, you will find all thousand ways to stalk me. My Twitter is passion and soul. My live journal is passion and soul. Um, my website is passion and soul. And from there, you can, I mean, actually at my website right now, you can download for free and read for free tons of my writings. You can look at all of my different offerings. You can go to my blog. You can do all of that stuff. And it's easy access to books that I've written. I've, I've written um, two books myself so far. I've been part of um, a major contributor for one anthology, minor contributor for three others. I've got the Bondage Anthology coming out soon. I've got a art book that's going to be coming out by the end of the year of um, my rigging and concepts and uh, Circle 23's photography. We're working on layout for that right now. Uh, so there's tons of stuff coming down the pipeline. And you can also go from there to get my announcements on FetLife. FetLife.com, for people who aren't on it, uh, is a great networking thing. And I have my own student lounge on there. So if you type in passion and soul on there, you'll get both my username and my student lounge. If you go to Yahoo Groups and type in passion and soul, you get my announcements list. So if you just want to get told of when I'm going to be coming on through, I am one of the most easily stalkable human beings on this planet. Uh, I mean, I even list the times and locations of my flights on, you know, so people can find me. Like, it's, it's really easy. And it, unfortunately, though, well, fortunately and unfortunately, if you type in Lee Harrington and quotes into Google, you get both me and a really nice guy named Lee Harrington, who's also an author, who wrote a book called Rex in the City uh, about dog training. So, um, and, and, do and he writes about dogs and, uh, and relationships. I, and I can see where both of you are going to get strange bookings. Uh, we, well, we do. We actually, we actually have reverse links to each other's, on each other's websites that he says, if you're looking for the sexuality and spirituality educator, Lee Harrington, click here. And I have, if you're looking for the dog trainer and dog book author, click here. Because, yeah, we both get emails for each other on occasion and we laugh about it. Like, we're not friends or anything, but we we now stay in touch because he's a really nice guy. And go, read Rex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've been uh, beyond grateful with your time with us today. Oh, I'm Very so glad you guys were able it. to. I always love talking with you. And the, to the concept of erotic awakenings in general is so... It's 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 a piece of me. It's That's part of, that's part of erotic authenticity is you've got to not just see when you wake up, but realize you're awake. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Lee. Next week on Erotic Awakening. Publishing and writing lifestyle books with the staff of CNL Publishing. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Got skills on how to make a podcast, but need some more listeners? Let's exchange some links. We need tech help. We pay your link. Work out good, both. Win win. Music heard on Erotic Awakening Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.